Good afternoon, everyone. And everyone means uh, myself, Uri uh, Levy, uh, founder, editor of uh, Baba Gold, and Martin. Martin, I'm giving you the spot, although um, we don't have listeners yet. So we just uh, chill around a bit. If you want to spend a few minutes, uh, you know, making yourself comfortable, discussing everything that happened uh, in the AFC Champions League in the past week. And looking for tomorrow. Very good to have you on. Are you okay? Looking forward to tomorrow's match. Oh, good. We have Matthew here. Matthew Beans from uh, K-League United. Matthew, I'm giving you also a spot to speak. I would love to hear your thoughts about uh, your team uh, performances against uh, Vissel Kobe. We let uh, more people to join in, hopefully. Maybe we'll give a little bit of uh, traction by sharing the space. And uh, we'll start when we have a few more listeners. Oh, fantastic. This one is developing into an all-star um, an all-star uh, set. Here I will give also Ryan an opportunity to speak. We have Charlotte here. Charlotte, good to, good to see you. It's Uri here speaking via the Babagol uh, account. Ryan, how are you? Yeah, good. As soon as I get done fighting the internet here. Uh, it's, it's always spotty in Southeast Asia at best. So why would it be different today while we're having a chat? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. All right, we are, we are gathering here for you people. I think we can start. Um, we are here to discuss the Asian AFC Champions League uh, quarterfinals and uh, semifinal. We have your footy run- rankings also. Bear, Charlotte, Matthew. As I told you, if you want to jump into the conversation, just request the mic. Uh, I think that today what we'll do, uh, we'll have a short uh, roundup of the two uh, games that we had uh, earlier uh, this week. And obviously, we look for tomorrow. I already opened my morning by reading the Asian game uh, piece, a prediction piece for, for the semifinal, which is basically the the East Asian final, you know, the East Zone final. Um, so I'm looking forward to hear all your thoughts. And uh, because Martin didn't have the chance to take part in last last uh, space, which unfortunately, and don't tell anyone, I forgot to schedule with a record option. So it wasn't recorded and it's a shame because Ryan was on fire in that space. I hope that today you will provide us with good inputs too. Martin, floors is yours. You can start with any game that we want to speak about, whether it's Wiesel, John Book, or uh, Urawa Patum. I would start with Wiesel, um, but as you wish, man, take it from here. Well, given that Ryan and um, Matthew are here, I'll, I'll start with Urawa, um, BG Patum. Um, I thought it was a, I think the the approach that Urawa's taken over the last week has been quite, um, it's probably been the eye catching kind of performance of the week. Um, we've not seen, or at least not on this consistent basis, um, through the Jay Watton season. Ricardo Rodriguez is usually setting up in his team in a more methodical way, but um, how they've approached both the, the match against um, JDT um, and then 
BG pattern. They, they've really kind of gone from it from the start and trying to win this game early on and trying to keep the game at a fast pace. Um, and it's something that I think, especially against JDT, who are a team that have preferred to kind of keep that same tempo and have usually succeeded at that, um, especially in the group stage, they've just not been able to handle the quality of it. There was kind of times, especially early on in the, the first half, even though Iraq were dominating possession, that um, PG Patton were able to kind of hold their own and try and slow down the, the, the way of football. And I think going into this um, semi-final, I think that's going to be the key kind of cog of which way this is going to go, what kind of pace this game is going to be set at. If it's a game that's going to be kind of end-to-end, going to be a lot more free-flowing, a lot more kind of the high-tempo football, um, I think Irara are going to really kind of steamroll, um, potentially steamroll in the first kind of 10 minutes by just the, the sheer intensity that they're playing. Um, like some Moberg, Carlson, um, the 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 link up play between Ito and Sakai, uh, Koizumi has been fantastic this week. I think it's potentially something that um, that John Buck are going to be kind of going to be find very difficult to handle if they can't suppress it early on. If we get that, obviously we've, John Buck are a fantastic side. They've got a lot of quality within that whether they can slow down the pace and probably kind of take the foot off the, the gas in terms of trying to keep this game at a kind of a high pace, high tempo. I think that's the way that they're going to kind of achieve that. And I think BG Patton had that at times in it, but obviously they don't have the same quality as John Buck to, um, to uh, um, impact that. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how Ryan and Matthew both see the um, John Buck approaching um, what is kind of a, a juggernaut at the moment in in, in the form of uh, Arawa? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Martin, really, you know, uh, you summed it up perfectly. I think uh, Mobe Carlson, fantastic. You know, it's in a way, it's very refreshing to see Danish and, and Swedish and Scandinavian players, you know, rocking it in Asia. Is, is, it's fun, for sure. For all the Marcus Berg fans from... Uh, his days at LN, I, I, I totally enjoyed it. Uh, but I think what, what I took from the Urawa-BG game was basically two words. Too easy. You know, it was too easy. Uh, I think that even though it started, you know, with a lot of motivation by uh, BG Petum uh, side, I think Urawa, it was like a matter of decision. They tried, they got two goals, got cancelled by VAR, one for the offside the other for that uh, handball whatever um, and I thought maybe it will help the game to go into a more you know a defensive uh, uh, style but it didn't they just decided that this is this was enough it was a half an hour of play and this was it and I think that uh, although we really hope to see something different from an Isaiah side like Patum uh, they didn't rose to the occasion um, but I think besides, I'm I'm with you all the way, and you know later we will speak about the predictions for for tomorrow's game. But uh, now, Ryan, if you have something to to add to what uh, Martin and I said about the Uraya Patun game, you are welcome. If not, dive in into Vissel against John Book, which was much more, I think, um, fascinating and interesting match of football in many, so many aspects, I think. But take it from you. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll let Matt go into 
Vistle and Jumbook just because I don't like talking about Jumbook if I don't have to. No, I'll, I'll let him do that. I think the thing that I would say about Urawa, and I, I've been saying this on the on KLU podcast, I said this on our space last time, they've looked so, so impressive, and they have. And they've outscored their opponents 20 to nil in the past four games. Yes, that's 22-0 to nil. But if we look at it, that's Lion City Sailors, who are ambitious, who are doing a lot of things. But it's Lion City Sailors, who are not of the level of a J-League squad. The Chinese youth team of Shandong, a JDT side that overachieved and had some injuries, and a BG side that, let's face it, were out of their depth. So I do like what I've seen from this Urawa team. Again, beautiful, beautiful football. But the last time they were tested, really tested, was against Daegu, and they didn't even score a goal. That was nil-nil, and they lost their game against Daegu. So I think if we're going to go into this one based on what we've seen from Urawa playing at home as well against JDT and BG and expecting the same against Jumbook, I just do not think that's going to be the case. Again, Urawa can only face who's in front of them, though, and they have done absolutely everything you would want a team to do in that instance. They have been ruthless, and it's been beautiful to watch. But I would just caution any Urawa fans or any J-League fans, any fans at all that think this is going to be anywhere near the same match against Jumbo, because I just don't think it will be. And a lot of that's based on what we saw against Vissel, which, again, I'll, I'll take a back seat, and we'll, we'll let Matt hop in on that one. Yeah, I'll just follow straight in after Ryan there. So, um, yeah, the Vissel game, I was... And is, it, I mean, is it wrong to have come out quite impressed with that? I, I got the feeling that um, after that first half, most people were ready to uh, dig into John Book. Maybe that is my biases talking there. But um, John Book, they, they are known in the K-League. They did it all last season. They've attempted it this season, although a lot of domestic teams have found them out. They play kind of... a a rope-a-dope tactic, uh, as in they, they use their squad depth to their advantage. Um, you only need to look at the first half stats against Vissel. They only had two shots on target. They just spent that first half stifling Vissel. They did something similar with Daegu. That first half was not much to write home about, but it's the depth that they can call on from the bench, the likes of Gustavo, uh, the likes of Min Son Min, the, the likes of Kim Jin Q as well. These were all players that didn't start that Vissel game. Um but- come on and have an effect. Now, I, I was I was impressed with how they handled the game, especially their quick reaction to how going a goal down to Vissel. Um, yeah, they just turned it two minutes and a fantastic through ball by Gustavo to set up Barrow, who um, had a lovely calm finish. He wasn't, he hasn't been available for the last couple of weeks. He's actually been out, um, I won't go into it, but he's been out with personal reasons. But he only joined back up with the squad in Japan. So, Daegu, he didn't start. He didn't get to play. He was not fully fit, but he obviously started, played the whole 120 against uh, Vissel. And um, I imagine he's going to be a key factor. I imagine him starting on Thursday. Although he did get, quote-unquote, stretched off. He seemed to be cel- seemed to be back on the pitch at full-time celebrating, so I don't think his injury was uh, was that serious. There's still not that much injury news coming out of the John Book camp at present. But... Um, just to kind of get on with how, how we're going to see Jumbo on Thursday. I, I do expect them to be doing something similar. Yes, the players may be exhausted from playing an hour more of football than uh, Urara, but I honestly see them going for something similar, just sitting back, stifling, killing that momentum that 
Girardo have had in these last couple of games where they've come out just overpowered opponents. If you know, if you think John Buck is going to do the same, John Buck won't. John Buck will suffocate a game. John Buck will stifle it, and they're not afraid to go where Girardo uh, uh, might be afraid to go. John Buck are masters of the dark arts, let's say, and uh, I feel that they they could really make it heated. You only as well need to look at Vissel's discipline in the second half. Vissel got it did get to them that the fact they couldn't get past John, but five yellow cards for Vissel in the end. And to be honest, there could have been an argument for one or two red cards as well. Um, but referee yeah, thought otherwise. But yeah, um, I'll let you. I'll let the spaces continue on, and um, I'll chime in later with what I think about how they are going to approach this match. Matthew, fantastic, uh, fantastic take. Um... You know, I want I want to uh, to to challenge you a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, because John John Book and Ryan said it uh, in the last. This team has talent, no no argument about, it, but it it lacks maybe the identity of a winning team, and we we saw it. They they basically only turned on after Vissel uh, uh, scored the first goal. So how do you see it developing? I'm, I'm, and I'm already looking for more, you know, I'm breaking the agenda here of the space, but um, how do you react to a, ma- a, a team with a much clearer identity, I think, in Urawa? Oh, yeah. I, again, I've already touched on it. It's just Jumbuk, I mean, as Ryan's clearly spoken, in the previous one, Jumbuk have had an identity that's slowly been eroded away in the last couple of seasons. They've, um, they've brought through manager Kim Sang-sik, who's come through the ranks at John Buck, first as a player, then becoming a backroom coach in 2013, being the assistant to Che Kang-yi when John Buck won in 2016. He, he was the assistant as well under Jose Moraes for the prior two seasons. So it was kind of like it was his time to become a manager. And But there's a difference in styles, and that just comes down to the personality of Kim Sang-sik as well. He's, um, he's a far quieter manager. Than perhaps uh, Jose Moraes or Che Kang Yi before him. Che Kang Yi was quiet, but he also had the level of discipline. Kim Sang Shik, he's known to be a bit quieter, but a bit more personable with the players. The players do like him, and I think that has helped him with last season's success. But um, he's still a new coach <laughs> somehow. Uh, and there's this abundance of talent at John Book. The talent that they have on their books is. It's full of future career stars, and the fact that they are struggling to produce uh, week in, week out, it's been a source of annoyance for some of the fans. Lots of fans putting up banners saying we want to see more John Book-like performances, more, uh, they, they use this winning DNA or something they, they call it, in, in, it translates to, they, they use that as well, John Book has this winning DNA, John Book also have this other... Um, yeah, they they attack and shut up. It's been John Book's quote unquote philosophy for the last decade or during all their set, all their success. Um, so I'm sorry to get back to your question. How do they cope with that against Vissel? You're going to see exactly the same thing again. I, I then he's not going to Kim Sang Shik is not going to come up with something new in that time. He's seen that it's worked. Uh, against Daegu, you've seen this worked against Urara and it, it worked against the big teams against last season. If Vissel, not Vissel, sorry, if Urara want to see how to beat John Buck, don't look to how they play against Ultan. Don't uh, look at how the teams, the smaller teams, 
have taken points off John Buck this season because John Buck have dropped a lot of points to the teams that they should be beating this year. And um, yeah, I, I think John Buck won't be afraid to just make this game into nothing. They're, they're not afraid to to bore the crowd. In fact, to be honest, I think they'll play up to it. I think they'll... I, I genuinely think that this is a better fixture for them than BG Patham United because we saw them versus PG, BG uh, last season in the round of 16 and John Buck just showed no respect to them, in my opinion, and they underestimated them and got taken to extra time in that game. And, uh, yeah, I think having an opponent of your stature, having an opponent in its own ground, I think that actually might play up to John Buck's mindset of being the bad guy. Uh, yeah, Jumbo had taken a BG lightly and they had to, they already had to work for it. And you all know, uh, in straight times, everybody was mentioned by Jumbo. They really want him, but the 30 million, but the 30 million baht price tag had put them off. Sorry, Nicolas, I didn't get the question, man. Can you repeat it, please? I mean that uh, despite uh, Jumbo having seemingly taken a BG pattern lightly, uh, they really had to work for it, uh, especially when Chai Chai Prom of BG Padam has performed excellently last year. Um, they really had to take the role of uh, penalties to make sure that they uh, don't have to uh, go through the uh, upset loss, uh, even even though they didn't really go that far uh, last year, which is uh, where they are in the semifinals right now. Uh, yeah, I just saying. Uh, Everfani has been a, a really important component for BG Patham's defense, which uh, Aurora broke through really easily. So, how can uh, Everfani and his men improve from there? Yeah, it's a, it's a actually a good a good uh, a good point. We we discussed Aurora uh, against Patham uh, a few minutes before you you joined the space, but uh, uh, in in a way. I think that uh, it's a good thing that based uh, on reached this phase, uh, and they reached it, uh, you know, with uh, with uh, a big effort, and they represented the, the Zen football pretty well until they basically met the best uh, team currently, uh, the East Side. So I think very a punctual, uh, punctual, uh, you know, loss. And the process of Azan football is much bigger and much wider than just this season, you know, because uh, Southeast Asian football, we all know his, its potential. We all wait for it to boom, basically, you know. It's not the sleeping giant, yeah, but it's, it is a, a, a source of power in football that everyone involved in Asian football would like to see explode, exploding. Uh, but I think more and more seasons of consistent uh, playing in these levels um, would benefit them for the long term, whether it be Paytum, a di- different Thai team, or even a Malaysian or Indonesian team. This is this is the, the goal and this is the way to improve in this kind of competition. If, uh, if any other of the guys, gentlemen, Charlotte, anyone who wants to speak to, to, to comment on what I said, feel, feel free. Yeah, uh, Azen teams had a really good day in the group stage, but in the knockout stage, uh, Urawa easily swept them away. All three giant killers, Lion City Sailors, JDT, and BG Patham. These teams have a lot of room to improve, and I think next season they can uh, they can uh, have a benchmark for that. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but let's uh, we we can expand, uh, of course, the discussion if if more people want to add. Maybe Martin, you have something to add in this in this uh, point of view of the Southeast Asian football. Yeah, just to really kind of say that this this year is a time capsule in in kind of Asian uh, football terms, given that obviously the COVID restrictions and the fact that we've had bubbled group stages and now we're having a bubble knockout stage. And I think it really feeds into um, the, the semi-final in terms of if we were looking at a home away leg, um, a more kind of drawn out kind of knockout stages, I don't see Arawa being as kind of clear favourites in this. Um, and uh, and uh, when I say clear favourites, I know it does sound very quite disrespectful. I suppose the Jumble, they're a very capable team. They are one of the better teams. I think they are kind of man for man better than Arara would be going into this in a kind of a normal season. It's the uh, it's the outside kind of influences, the fact that it's the home advantage, potentially one of the best home advantages you can have in East Asia. The fact that fatigue is going to have a, um, a big part to play in the fact that they played a Jumbo could play an extra hour more uh, than there are. We're over just a very short period, a week's period. Um, and the rotation question and how do we kind of have both managers kind of um, tackle that. But kind of going back to the points about the, the quality of the um, size from Southeast Asia, I think we've seen it in kind of bursts of places. So we've seen JDT do really well. Um, but these are kind of in very isolated pockets because they've been at home, they've been able to have the conditions around it. And then conversely, where they've kind of, where particularly in this case for BG Patton, I think the momentum is so kind of finely balanced in these kind of matches and home advantage, um, given the form that's in, it, it's exacerbated on that. So I wouldn't be taking kind of waves of kind of understanding that BG Patton were, are clearly uh, second best to kind of teams from J1 um, in the same way as we can't make um, significant. Uh, conclusions that uh, JDT are a significant um, better than Kawasaki that would be ridiculous to be kind of suggesting um, so I think it's an interesting one this year in terms of it's a, it's a lopsided one we've not seen the quality um, of football and there are uh, deploying uh, domestically and I don't think anybody's going to suggest that they're the best Japanese team so I wouldn't suggest that they're the best Asian team but in this circumstances um, I think the, the play Everything's kind of fed into that. So I wouldn't say that either if BG Patum or uh, JDT the other week, um, or potentially even if John Book, if it is that kind of clear kind of dividing line um, and Ara will get the, the way that they want it to play, that that is a kind of indicator that Arawa or J1 is considerably better. Um, I think we're in this kind of very odd situation where I think a lot of people are kind of looking forward to next year and how it's the first year of expanded um, ACL format where we're going to see home and away legs. That's where we're going to see what the impact of Southeast Asia has on the region, how they're going to impact those um, home ties, different climates, different kind of experiences. Um, and I think that's where we're going to start to see the testing ground. Um, and not only for the East, obviously in the West, it's going to be a similar kind of case of point. Good call. We have your also footy rankings that maybe would like to, to comment on this before we are moving a little bit forward. Um, Futu, you have something to add to the discussion about Martin and Nicolas just shared? It is uh, Southeast Asian football, right? 
Sorry again. We did. I didn't hear you well. Uh, it is about uh, Southeast uh, Asian football, I think. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think yeah, uh, the gap between uh, the Southeast Asian teams and the East Asian teams, uh, I think there is still a big gap. And uh, this is, uh, I think we maybe AFC have to do something to. Uh, decrease the gap between these two regions because uh, it is uh, very hard for uh, Southeast Asian teams to win against team from Japan, Korea, or China. So, yeah, maybe something to think for the AFC. I think that's it. Thank you so much, uh, Futi. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on, obviously. Um, now, if you all see, I shared the the AFC the official the team of the round, and we see here, uh, you know, a team that is uh, combined by uh, purely uh, Urawa and John Book uh, players. Uh, I think when I look on this team, um, you know, it's pretty easy to say that I agree. Generally, you know, Hiroki Sakai is there. Kim Jin-soo is there, Modo Baru obviously is there, and uh, Ito, Iwao, Son Min always there. Um, any arguments? Any any claims that uh, they are wrong? You know, we have here uh, Ali Lal fan listening. Um, want to learn uh, probably the, the potential arrival in the AFC Champions League finals somewhere in 2023 in February. Um are these the best players from the past week uh, in the Asian Champions League? Yes or no? Floors is anyone who wants to comment. I'd certainly say that the four Jumbuk players selected are probably right. Uh, I couldn't think of a, I couldn't be able to put another Jumbuk player uh, in there. They, they are the four that I went to immediately. And even then, Moon Sun Min was. Well, I've seen that he's also got the player of the round. I thought he was all right. <laughs> but yeah, those four are probably the best from Drumbuck. I, w- I couldn't think of another player I would include from them. But yeah, LCS uh, really had to do things the hard way, given that they're uh, newbies in the ACL. And they really uh, had no, par- no... I mean, no, they had no prior experience in the ACL. But even so... They still uh, gave uh, Daegu the heaviest defeat in Asian competition. So, what, so where do we go from here? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a, it's a good question. But uh, obviously, we can see also in this lineup, the, the quality Urawa, Urawa has, you know, all over the defense and midfield is quite imminent. Um, and it will be interesting to see how it will uh, impact because I do think that in uh, Son Min, maybe Gustavo for me is not uh, is not a complete player, but he has he has his uh, you know advantages playing in uh, in in Asia. Um, okay, I think we are, we are good. Shibaji, maybe you have something to add, my friend. We didn't hear you today at all. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, so regarding this team, I think uh, I would remove Moonsum Min or Gustavo, and I would definitely put Yusuke Matsu in there. Uh, he was brilliant in the group stage, and even against BG, he did not score. But BG defenders were having a nightmare getting up to him. Uh, 
short sized guy and it's very difficult to get hold of him and uh, even experienced south american andres tunes was finding it difficult uh, marcos movement is one to keep an eye for for the john book defenders as well so i would have definitely gone Shibaji, you were you were cut in the middle of the sentence, or was it only me? All right. Guess we will uh, refine Shibaji uh, later on. Um, okay. Before I'm uh, going in here directly uh, to ask uh, each one of the gentlemen here for their predictions for tomorrow's grand match. Must say one thing, you know, I spoke about it in the in the previous space about Vissel Kobe and the and the progress that this team had, and you know, for for a, a, I would say a few parts, a few a few decent parts of the of the quarterfinal, I did felt that they could do something. And when they scored with Yuki and everything, I thought maybe it's actually going to happen. But my biggest criticism, you know, maybe for Vissel that. They, they didn't manage their assets correctly in, uh, in this uh, competition. I think that um, for them, having Anders Iniesta, and regardless, you know, his uh, medical situation that obviously isn't perfect, I thought that, you know, when you have such assets, you need to treat him carefully and to save him for the right moment. I think that if they were one, one nil up and they, and, you know, taking care I don't know what the medical team did there with Iniesta I don't know what his situation really uh, I tweeted about it uh, after the game that you know a lot of uh, unknown facts about the story about Iniesta real uh, game condition playing condition uh, but I think remembering Xavi's performances at Al Saad you know this guy reached uh, also the, the uh, parallel stage in the West I think that if you have an asset like Andres Iniesta regardless his age you need to make the best that he will show up even for 15 minutes it's important for your team that was they were up 1-0 with you know looking in the eyes of their opponents and it's important to the competition in asian football you know not every day not in every era there is such a, a prominent name of the game taking uh, taking part so this is it was my take that I, i was important for me to share if anyone want to comment on this feel free if not uh, we'll we'll start with predictions anyone want to predict first the game tomorrow uh, give us your thought oh predict first I was gonna hop in on the NESta thing uh, and just say that I, I thought what they did uh, in in the round of 16 was actually really smart which was to just have him on the bench so in that match against Yokohama I think he was used as more of a mind game and you don't really need him to be fully fit to do that have him go out and jog for warm-ups a bit and then have jump book at least maybe thinking about it um so yeah i agree it was a little bit weird to see him in the stands i, I don't know that he should have played because after we saw him get injured in 2020 and in acl um yeah i also just don't want to see the guy keep getting hurt but i agree that i, I think they probably could have used him at least as a mind game and i think As far as the, the depth at Vissel, and we, we talked about this beforehand, the dream scenario that I had as somebody that has such a love-hate relationship with Jumbook, I loved the idea. Oh, I got a bike going by. I'm sure everybody heard that. Um, I love the idea of Magosa being the one to sing Jumbook, and he had a great, great chance late in this one. 
uh, and just barely mistimed his jump and just misplaced a header that it, it was just such a textbook goal for him. And I think the only thing I was wondering on that is that if he had had more minutes, if he was still in the form that he was when he was with Inchon, I feel like that one's at least on frame. But, you know, he made the move. He had to integrate to a new country, to a new team. So that was always going to be kind of what it was. But, yeah, two two guys that I was hoping to see a little bit more from, or at least, with again, with Iniesta, it would have been nice for it to be a mind game. But I, I won't throw myself out there first for the predictions, because where's the fun on that? <laughs> Ryan, you're the man. Nicolas, you seem to be eager on the predictions. Go for it. Well, for me, uh, I have all the home advantage to themselves. However, although the league performances have not been at the best, they've uh, rebounded from their poor start to get closer to the Champions League. Uh, as for Jumbo, they they really uh, had not the best season as uh, Urawa are leading, leading, they are leading them by more than six points. But even so, you cannot count them out because uh, they they just uh, barely got over they got taken over the line as well as Mr. Kobe. Uh, and one more thing, if you look at the record for KDIC teams against JD teams, KDIC teams have trumped over JD teams, and that will be another cause of concern for Urawa, given that they've lost uh, to Deku 1-0 then. So, for me, uh, I think uh, it'll be a very tight game, but Urawa with home advantage should uh, prevail by just one goal. Interesting. Martin, what is your you know, Matthew, go for it, go for it, of course. And, and yeah, I, I just thought I'd follow up on that because that's kind of what I was going to touch on as well. I think everything um, is pretty much in Urawa's favour for this. Um, I think home advantage is going to be massive. I think um, they've, they've been playing some sensational stuff in the last couple of knockout games. Um, I, I think, yeah, John Book, it's difficult. It's difficult to write them off. The the number of times I've watched them over the last couple of seasons. I mean, I've, watched, I've been watching them for eight years, but the last couple of seasons, the number of times I've seen people tell me that Ulsan's going to beat them, tell me that they're going to do, then they'll find a way of <laughs> proving people wrong. And I feel that just something deep inside of me that they are going to they're going to find a way over the line. There was a, a tweet from uh, Risha Shamrai. Uh, couple of days ago when he said that J-League have, they play to win with style, where K-League clubs just play to win, and I, I couldn't agree more, and I kind of already said it earlier in the space, but I think John Buck have got that willingness to go that little bit extra if they need to, to, you know, maybe rolling around on the floor for the extra five seconds, maybe just going in a little bit harder on the challenges, and I feel that they they could frustrate Urara into, uh, into what would be a narrow I'm going to say it. Narrow victory for Jumbo. Uh, they're going to be mince on min dancing in front of all those Arara flags at the end of the match. But yeah. Um, head says Arara. Obviously wants to be Jumbo. Thank you, Matthew. Yala, who's next? I'll, I'll, I'll hop in on the back. No, Martin's here. Go for it. Do it. I saw the unmute. Do it, do it, do it. No, you spoke first. We're going to do that awkward thing, but you're going for it, Ryan. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I would agree with both folks that were bold enough to make the predictions beforehand here. I, I do think it's going to be very narrow. And I think Jumbuk might be susceptible to an early goal in this one, which would be great for Yurawa. It would be great for the game in general. But I think, again, when we look at Yurawa this year, 
They didn't score a goal against Daegu. And Daegu, they won't go as dark as Jumbuk will. Jumbuk, as Matthew said, are the masters of the dark arts. Kim Jin Su, if anybody else is listening, if anybody else has been a defender at any point in time, that man is a magician. I love watching him play. Uh, I don't like him when he faces my team, but as a K2 fan, that doesn't happen very often. Um, I think you're always going to get very frustrated in this one. They will not have the space that they had against JDT and BG. I mean, especially BG, they were just pulling the strings on that defense. Their attack could move pretty much anywhere they wanted. We saw it on at least two of the goals where they just absolutely blazed past the defender. And I think fatigue will be an issue for Jumbook in that way. But positionally, they're not going to be in areas where they can be taken advantage of in that same way. So I think this is going to be a really, really frustrating game for Urawa. But, but I'll come in and I'll say, oh, God, I don't uh, – I can't go against the K-League team, but uh, Urawa's going to edge it. Urawa's going to just barely edge it. I think this one will go to extra time as well. I think it's going to be very, very close. This one will go to extra time, and I think it's going to be Jumbook just being too, too damn tired, to be honest. Just before Martin jumps in, I just as well want to add to Ryan's there. Jumbuk are probably going to feet. They're not going to play their best players at the beginning here. They're going to keep. They'll still have some good talent on the bench, and Barrow will probably be the best of them, and Kim Jin Soo as well. But they're probably going to play Han Kyo on on the right, just because he's known he can track back. Women's on Min just tends to pile forward. It'll probably play Han Kyo on and have that as well to try and cover both the flanks. And they've got two if they play. Ruje Mun in with Peck Sung Ho. They've got two defensive midfielders there. I see them just trying, again, just to back up what I said earlier, it's going to just be a stifle job for those first 45 minutes. Top. Actually, Kim Jin Su, it's, it's a name that, you know, I hoped to hear earlier on this space. I love this guy, really. He's a good player. Like, not personally, but the way he plays. Martin, go for it. Well, this is the problem in uh, submitting... Um, my prediction before the show starts, I suppose, whether it, whether the guys from the K League side of things have changed my mind. But obviously, we've got, we've put out um, something on the Asian game, uh, which all four of us predicted an Arawa uh, victory. And I think, we, to be honest, it, it, we'd be foolish not to. And I think everything going into it looks that way. Saying that, there is obviously like a massive caveat to that. If this was a game that was played normally, if this was a two-legged thing, or if this was something that was played in neutral venue, or even if it was a, a game that was played in, I might say, a month's time, I would probably be starting to favour John Buck in that. But I think the, the fact that it's such a time capsule event in terms of what's happened over the last week, um, Arara are a completely different team to even the team that played against Daegu um, in the group stages. Rawa haven't been impressive this year. Um, I, I refute anybody that kind of suggested that they've been a consistently um, impressive outfit. They have been um, in the last week, and it's not just because of the opposition that's been in front of them. The the quality that kind of uh, Mobile Carlson uh, Koizumi have actually kind of um, started achieving would have ripped through any team, um, east or west, in the last week. Um, and that's my concern kind of going forward when we start to look at um, a potential final appearance in February. And you've obviously got the momentum of the west at that point. Are we going to see kind of a real kind of David versus Goliath point of performance at that stage? So I'm going to stick, stick to my kind of guns in saying that Arara are going to um, win. Uh, I think early goals is also going to kind of feed on them. 
The only kind of aspect is if John Book um, deployed that game um, and are successful in it by half time. Um, so I disagree potentially, I suppose, with um, with Ryan in terms of going to extra time and then there are all the three. I think the longer it stays tight, um, the more opportunities I think we'll see that John Book starts playing to their hands. For years now, we've obviously seen the kind of John Book have been successful at this level. I don't think at any stages we've, we, we said head and shoulders, John Book are the best team in this. It's always been a collective kind of ideology. They're kind of drawing on their experience. Whereas I think there are a lot more kind of free to kind of momentum. So if we see the first 10 minutes, they're not getting their own way. I think it'll more play into the hands and we'll kind of see a tight uh, John Book win. Saying all that, I'll stick with what I suggested on uh, the site earlier, which was is a comfortable Arawa victory. I don't think that's the state of play of how these two uh, fit each other. I just think Arara are playing with such confidence. We've seen the humility play in a massive impact, the home advantage, and the fact that there won't be too much rotation potentially. I think we'll see. I'm, I'm going for a comfortable um, Arawa victory. Um, put my neck out of line there. Comfortable Urawa victory, Martin says. I I really recommend you all to read the the Asian game uh, predictions piece already recommended, but I also shared it in the space. Uh, before I'm giving myself, I have here Bear and I have here Shibaji. Uh, even Dan here, if you want to throw in the predictions, feel free to take the mic. Yeah, hi Uri, hi everyone. Uh, actually, I'm on my way to the stadium because today is the AFC Cup ASEAN Zone Final. So I'm now inside the train, go, go and collect my car and to heading to the stadium. And uh, well, regarding the prediction, I think everyone, almost everyone, I think it's all, every, everyone, go for Urawa win. And I think I also go for Urawa win as well. But this time around, Unlike they're facing JDT and also BG Pantong, which they get very easy wins. I would like to say easy wins. Uh, against Jeongbuk might be a bit tricky. And uh, I think it will be a close one. Might even go for a penalty shootout. But with home advantage, and like I mentioned last Sunday, that Urawa are here to make a statement that uh, it will be a close fight, but Urawa to win by penalty shootout. I like that. I like that, Bear, and I like the fact that you speak with us on your way to the stadium to watch the AFC Cup uh, of the ASEAN big game today. Uh, maybe you want, indeed, the opportunity also to share a little bit of the atmosphere on the way to the stadium and the city, how it feels. Um, there is, the atmosphere, I think it will be just another day at KL Stadium. Uh, it won't be full, but I think there will be more there'll be more people this time around compared to the group stage. And uh, opponent is uh, PSM Makassar from Indonesia. We met at the group stage. Um, and in the group stage match, KL performed better than PSM, but unlucky, can't find the net. And uh, PSM once, one or, once or twice create chances which uh, need to make Kevin Mendoza to be alert. In this today's final, I didn't know that ESM has uh, have will have two players absent because of break cuts of which they collect from uh, the semi-final match. So I think also a factor is that it's too hard. I would say unlike the final match at the AFC Champions League match final tomorrow, this AFC Cup final will be I would say it's too close to home. Mainly is because. Um, 
DSM and KL at the group stage. Although, as I mentioned, KL play much better, KL play, play better than PSM. But they can't find the net. And PSM on their counter is quite very little. And also, um, home, and, and I like Urawa, um, home advantage won't really matter much because PSM will have their own supporters. Especially, we have uh, large numbers of Indonesians working in Kuala Lumpur. And um, they also have some few fans from Makassar who will fly over. Not a lot, but numbers don't really matter when it comes to supporting your team. And um, this AFC Cup, yeah, this final, too hard to, too hard to call. So, unlike the Champions League final, which I will confidently say Urawa will win, uh, the worst come to worst is my penalties, the penalty shootout. For the AFC Cup final, I cannot say anything. <laughs> I, cannot really, I really cannot say anything because it's too hard. It's too, hard. It's too, hard. It's too close to call. Good, good, Bear. Always a pleasure to hear you. Love to, to taste here. But uh, outside of the state for the final fans, what kind of offering? But with the predictions, uh, Shibaji, you want to throw in your prediction for, for the final tomorrow? If you would like to comment on what uh, Bear just told us straight from uh, the, FC, the road to the FC Cup final. Uh, Shivaji, go on. Yeah, go on. Uh, regarding the AFC Champions League, uh, I think it's going to be very tight. Very difficult to call, but... Very, okay. very difficult to call. Uh, but again, Urawa playing at home, so they have a massive advantage. I think, uh, again, I agree with Ryan. I think it will go to extra time. Uh, but then again, uh, John Book having already played two matches in Estadan, so it will be 360 minutes of football. It will be too much for John Book to take, and I think Udawa will win in extra time. And I expect Casper uh, Junker to be Udawa's trump card, even though he's not fully fit. But uh, we saw that he came off the bench against JDT and scored twice in the latter stages. So if this match goes to extra time, Casper uh, Junker definitely one to watch out for. And for me, Udawa wins it in extra Okay, Shibaji, so I put you in the list with Orawa, that they basically just becoming longer and longer and longer. Uh, you know, last, last time around in the predictions, it was only uh, me and uh, Shibaji that gave uh, other chance, you know, other teams a chance. Everyone guessed John Book against the Urawa in the semi-final. Uh, now, Matthew is... Uh, you know, waving the flag, or the flag of John Book, which I like and appreciate a lot. Uh, footy ranking, would you like to give your predictions for tomorrow's game? Yes, thank you, Yuri, for the time. I have prepared some stats uh, for all of the, of the viewers here. <laughs> so, uh, Kurawa and John Book uh, have met uh, six times before. Uh, in AFC Champions League, Urawa won two times in 2007 quarterfinals. But uh, in the last four matches uh, between these two teams, uh, John Book won three and uh, drew one matches. And the last time they met uh, was in uh, 2019 group stage. 
where John Book uh, beat Urawa back to back home and away. So uh, John Book have uh, beat Urawa before in Saitama Stadium. Uh, if maybe someone remember uh, that is uh, that was a one new victory uh, with Adriano scoring the only goal. However, there are only few players which are still in both team squad. Uh, like Nishikawa, Kim Jinsu, and Han Kyo-won. So, uh, this uh, fin- uh, semi-final match uh, will be different, so we can't predict. Uh, however, uh, these two teams are uh, obviously uh, the biggest one in East Asia. Uh, both teams have been uh, Asian champions two times and runner-up uh, one time. However, uh, Urawa have been Uh, have more recent success because they have been because they are the champions in 2017 and run up in 2018 sorry 2019 while John Book uh, last time are uh, were the champions uh, in 2016 so I think this match uh, will decide uh, who is the better between these uh, two giants between John Book and Urawa so for my prediction I think uh, this will be a tight match, and I think it will go uh, to penalties. I think I will be surprised if there is more than one goal margin in this match. So maybe like one nil, two one. I think, or maybe uh, penalties. I think that's for the prediction. Thank you, Yuri. Man, man, the man, footy rankings. Thank you for all the the great info. Good, good points indeed. You added to to the predictions. Um, I will give mine. If I may, um, you know, I think that uh, tomorrow will be uh, a good, uh, a good uh, test for this Urawa uh, to see how good they are compared to the rest of Asia. You know, obviously, everyone is talking about them as the best team in East Asia, and General Book is a good test. It's a good competition. Um, I think, unfortunately, although I would like to see General Book, you know, pulling off a shock. In Japan, I would like to see it. You know, I think for this storyline is is very good, and it will be it will be a fascinating storyline to follow. Uh, you know, in the in the sake of uh, Asian football uh, interest and uh, and workers and stuff like that. Uh, but playing at home and what we've seen from them in the last few days, I think they are you know the utmost favorites. Although, if the games goes to penalties, like Footy Ranking said, I think this will work against them. This were this will be the spot where all the you know in, in John Book maybe they have less quality or less glue between the players than what Urawa has, but uh, if it goes to penalties, if in front of their home fans, I think John Books has these guys you know this kill with killer instinct uh, for penalty shootouts. If we talk about uh, Kim Jin Soo and uh, and obviously uh, Modo Baru. These are the guys that you want uh, when the temperatures are are, are climbing up uh, in matches like that. So my prediction is Urawa. If it goes to penalties, I go with John Book. So uh, we're one and a half person with Marty. With Marty. <laughs> I, I just want to jump in there and I, I mean I'm all for it I, I, anything that gets John Book through but I would like to point out that John Book have won one penalty shootout in their last 
eight or nine attempts across all competitions, they're notoriously bad for winning for penalties. Last year, they won a penalty 4-3. Yeah, that was the last time. That was the first time in like over a decade that they won a penalty shootout. You, you basically diminished my whole thesis that I wanted to finish the space in style. But thank you, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely fantastic. This is why we are having these spaces. This one, this space is recorded. So unlike less space that I just discovered, that basically, and this is a lesson to anyone if you want to start the, the Twitter spaces going and stuff. If you are scheduling a space, make sure the record button is on because otherwise if it's a scheduled space you cannot record it and you cannot give an order to record it uh, live um, this is where we are wrapping it up like always gentlemen you know i appreciate each and every one of you and obviously your knowledge of the asian game of asian football it was a big pleasure uh, ryan and matthew from kaylee united Martin Lowe is always Martin. You know, I can basically I can sit and listen to you speak about Asian football for hours. Uh, footy rankings, bear my guys in Southeast Asia, and Nicholas. Thank you for joining in. Shibaji is always. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Always, 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 always. So, uh, so we will see what's going on uh, tomorrow in the match. Uh, maybe we will tweet a little bit of bits from this quality con conversation. And hopefully, as I said, we are bu building a directory. So if you remember a fact or, or some insight, one of the great speakers shared here in the space, and you will want to return to it, uh, make a clip out of it or something, it will be available soon in the directory that we are building in Baba Gol of the spaces and other projects uh, uh, in the audio place, you know, give a follow to Baba Gol on Twitter. If you don't, uh, me and each one of the great speakers that spoke today, follow them. They are doing great job for Asian football. Uh, we are available on uh, Facebook, also Instagram. You have uh, a lot of ways to communicate with me if you want to reach one of the speakers and you can find him. As always, we are looking for tomorrow, a great day for Asian football. And also... We will start to get the shape of how, uh, you know, the final of Asian football will look, although we have a lot of time and we need to see which one from the West uh, will face one of the two best teams in uh, East Asia. So until then, keep football real and speak soon. Bye.